if the Richie is not convinced it's the girls, it must be something else. So trying to save the Fonzie from moving away and giving up girls forever, him and Richie dive into the Fonzie's sort of um, the way he prepares himself for the day and for dates to try to see if there's something in there that is causing this problem. And so uh, I'm going to play a little burst of something, and then on the other side, I'm going to a little chat about the Fonz is allergic to girls. She comes on like a rose, but everybody knows she'll get you in touch. You can look, but you better not touch. Poison I quite like this episode. I think it's a charmer. Uh, the the um, the opening scene with Chachi is is very funny. Um, and, uh, I mean, you, you know, your mileage with Chachi may vary, but it is nice to see him back. And boy, he has grown. I mean, he is almost as tall as the Fonz is. In fact, there are a few moments where I think he might be taller than the Fonz is. Uh, but he, he only appears in this brief scene. I, th- I think whatever sitcom he was on at this point was to keep watching the kids or who's watching the kids or they're watching the kids or someone's watching the kids. Um, I think might still be going. And so he just makes a brief appearance here because um, they wanted him in the episode because he's the, the Fonz's relative and uh, he would be the one um, who would receive all the um, the gifts from the Fonz, the Black Book, which is, which is more of a binder and has several volumes and the official deed uh like i said to the the spot and inspiration point uh so so we see chaji briefly in this for the first time since i don't even know um first time this season is it the first time do we see him in the opening episode well there hasn't been much chachi and there isn't much in this either he's only about the first five minutes oddly enough there isn't much joni either uh, the sort of Cunningham thing in this one is that they're watching Jackie Gleason a lot. They don't like to be disturbed. And so Joni appears in the closing wrap-up scene um, and and um, as they're all watching Jackie Gleason. And then she appears in another scene where she's going to a Jenny Piccolo party. And um, she comes down the steps in white sneakers, white socks, and a big red towel. And that's it. And um, you remember when we saw her in the Halloween one, we just see her, well, she's dancing in the end, but we just see her, her scene is briefly, she walks to the door, she's dressed very scantily, and then she goes out the door. And this one is the same thing. She walks to the door in the red towel, and then she opens the red towel, and she's got like um, a little, um, I don't know, but like um, a little top on that just kind of, you know, goes around the boobs and doesn't do much else. I don't know, boob tube, but there's that, no, that's a movie. Um... I forget what it's called, but it just kind of goes around the, the boobs and, and down to the, the belly and um, or the tummy. And then and then she's got like a little shorts, jean shorts on. And um, she looks great, as she did previously. Um, and she seems to uh, get a kick out of doing this to her family now and showing off that, hey, I'm not a little girl anymore. Um, but Mr. C's reaction to her as she's going out the door is, is fantastic. Uh, but, but yeah, again, that's all we see of Joni in this. Um, I'm sure we'll see more of her in the Thanksgiving episode. The, uh, the Jackie Gleason bit is, is fun because, um, they love watching Jackie Gleason and, uh, they, there's a great scene where they, 
um, Richie is monitoring the commercial break while um, uh, uh, Mr. C and Mrs. C go and, and put a bunch of sandwiches, grab a bunch of snacks and things like that. And um, and it's 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 fun. It's fun to watch. And um, uh, especially, I mean, even even at this point, this is late '78. There still were not many VCRs around, so there probably weren't people taping Happy Days. But why would you be taping Happy Days at this point? I think the shows would have gone into syndication right so it was happy days again monday through friday so you you know the the only one you 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 probably wouldn't stumble across during syndication was this one at least for a year or so or whatever it is so they're all assembly he's making mr c's making a peanut butter it looks like a double decker peanut butter and bologna sandwich i don't get it i don't get it at all but um hey as uh, as as fonzie would say some sort of um uh, middle class thing uh, so they're watching Jackie Gleason there and um, Fonzie tries to talk to him but doesn't work the interesting thing about all this stuff with the Jackie Gleason is is I wonder if the Cunninghams are okay because I looked it up and I know that Jack, Jackie Gleason basically his show was uh, it went it started around the early 50s around 52 and went to about 60 oh I'm sorry no 70 the last iteration went to 70 so for about 18 years he was uh, he had a show but the thing was his show wasn't like say the Red Skelton show which ran for what like 20 years continually a Jackie Gleason show moved from network to network and stopped several times and what I'm showing here is um and I'm actually looking in the wonderful Harry and Wally's favorite TV shows. Fantastic book. It's out of print, but you can usually get a copy fairly cheap. It stops in 1989, but there are other great TV book. Watching TV was updated last in 2013, 2016, and that's a fantastic book, too. But this is Harry and Wally's favorite TV shows. a little more fun if you don't have them. But I'm on page 254, the Jackie Gleason show. And they give, what, they give Jackie three out of four stars. Um, for a show, 60 Minutes, black and white in color, and oh, these all say CBS, maybe he was always on CBS I thought he started in Dumont, didn't he? Oh, is that The Life of Riley, when he did The Life of Riley but it's showing um, the show is on 52 to 55, oh, 52 to 56 then uh, it went off the air briefly, and then 56 to 57, and then it went on the air again in 62 to 70 so there's a period there, like four years, where there was no Jack, Jackie Gleason show. And we'll learn in the Christmas show, which is two episodes from now. And this, I mean, this must be, you know, with the, um, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, um, you know, say like uh, the the obvious things like, um, you know, uh, Richie's going out with Laurie Beth. Although he mentions going out with Laurie Beth, but he doesn't, we don't see Laurie Beth in this episode. You know, Richie, Richie's going out with Laurie Beth. And obviously Chachi is, is getting taller and Joni is obviously getting more mature, and so so things are moving forward in their lives, not backwards. And so, if this show began around fifty five, fifty six, we know that there's Christmas episode because it's very specifically um, when you listen to the Christmas episode discussion, which is two episodes from now. Very specifically, at the end it says Christmas nineteen sixty. So I am imagining that the Thanksgiving is nineteen sixty, and the Halloween is nineteen sixty, which would mean that this is in the vicinity of. 1960. Now, it doesn't look like, I will say this, it doesn't look like it's um, winter time, and I say that just because, like when Richie, uh, when Potsy and Ralph, and the two gals who look like Potsy and Ralph come into Arnold's, none of them are wearing coats or anything, they're all just in sweaters. So it almost feels like maybe it should be September, October, something like that, but we're, I'm still going to say it's 1960. So if it's 1960, uh, you know as well as I do, well, I just told you, there was no Jackie Gleason show on 
1960. It was off from like 58 to 61. So so I'm wondering what they're sitting down to watch because certainly they weren't showing repeats. They they didn't do that. Like and there were no and they wouldn't have been able to tune into like a MeTV or something like that that was showing Jackie Gleason at a certain time. So when Jackie Gleason wasn't on, he wasn't on. And this is the time period when when he wasn't on. So I'm not sure what they're watching, but they insist that it's Jackie Gleason, and I'm not going to argue with them. Uh, let's see what else. Well, how the um, this episode works better when you don't hear the title because of the title does you 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 basically spend the first. Um, if you know the title, you basically spend the first 11 minutes or so of the episode sitting there thinking, okay, when's he going to say he's allergic to girls? When is he going to say he's allergic to girls? There are funny bits, like I said, with the um, with a, uh, Ralph and Potsy bringing in the two gals who are basically exactly like them, except girls. Uh, that's fun. And um, the Fonz doesn't really seem to spot it. I don't know if I'd, I'd be so thrilled with kissing girls who are exactly like Ralph and Potsy. There's a great moment where... Um, Potsy's describing the girl he's with, although she's right there, to Al, and he says, Al, have you ever seen a dream walking? And there's a pause, and Al says, just once. Potsy and continues talking, but it's like, oh, that's kind of sweet. That's Rosa Coletti, Rosie Coletti, or, or whatever that, that gal Al's always talking about, I would imagine. But that, that's kind of a nice moment, because it's a weird throwaway moment where um, they don't follow it up. And there, there's some laughter from the audience, but it's not like, whoa, kind of craziness. You know, it's just kind of it happens and then they continue. Um, so I kind of I like that, that, that sweet little little moment. And you know as well as, as Richie does that um, the Fonz isn't allergic to, you know, almost like a, a half the population or whatever on Earth. And um, and you do, you do, it's interesting because you do spend your time when the Fonz is, is kisses the Oshkosh girls, you're sitting there waiting for the sneeze. You're waiting for the sneeze. And they really stretch it out. You know, it's the next morning you're there waiting for the sneeze, waiting for the sneeze, waiting for the sneeze. And then finally it happens. You're like, okay, there it is. Where did it come from? And Richie and Fonz have a lot of great scenes together. Henry Winkler and Ron, uh, Ron Howard are, are just, um, throughout much of this, is sort of on fire in this episode. Really very funny together when they do their stuff together. The, the stuff with everyone else is good, but the two of them together is it's just great. The scene in the bathroom and then the scene in the Fonz's apartment are both excellent. Especially the scene in the Fonz's apartment where the Fonz... Um, he has a he has a hidden list of all the things he does before he goes on a date. You know, when he gets up in the morning and before he goes on the date. And I think this may have been the first time... I remember seeing this when I was young... And I think this may have been the first time I ever heard you brush your teeth and you brush your tongue. That keeps your breath fresher. I never, um, I don't think that ever occurred to me when I was a little kid to brush your tongue. That would be like if someone said, you you got to brush up your nose. Um, if the Fonz said brush up my nose, I would have brushed up my nose, but no one else. And so when Richie's like, brush teeth, brush tongue, brush tongue. And I think I remember that, um, that that night, I was six or seven or whatever, brushing my teeth. I like uh, brush the tongue. I was like, "Hey, fresh," and I was like, you know, going up to everyone, "Hey, check out my breath." <sighs> After a while, that 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 got bad. But um, but it's a really great scene. Watch the two of them together in it when. Defonz pulls it on his list and he's looking at the list and Rich gets, keeps getting caught up on number 35 which leads to the closing joke what was that number 35 wah, wah, wah. Um, that's great because we don't know what number 35 is um, I'm imagining it's too, not too far out of the normal thing that people would do on dates in the 50s but then I wasn't alive in the 50s so I'm not sure what those little rapscallions got up to 
anyway their 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 sort of construction of trying to put together what may have caused the trouble may have caused the sneezing is really nicely done it's sort of sort of an ex it's an excellent climactic scene to the episode because um you you have you know what's going on with Fonz in the first half and then the second half is oh my gosh he is sneezing and then trying to discover what's happening it's it's nicely done that scene is very funny um and and it's a mix of the writing and the two together are great and they have a couple moments where they're sort of their their lines kind of overlap and they kind of trip over one another but it all feels it all feels like natural and fun and um I love the Fonz with his Mr. Musk aftershave, and um, he gives all the girls a spray with a $7 bottle, but like this huge bottle of perfume. He gives them a couple squirts. And then the reveal, of course, spoiler, is that um, when he gives the gals, when he puts on his aftershave, he gives them a squirt of the... Um, he gives them a squirt of the, um, the, the perfume, and the two of them together smokes everything up and causes an allergic reaction from the Fonz and so I think that's pretty funny and of course Fonz says exactly what you're hoping he'll say that uh, I was hoping that smoke was just friction hey there you go so uh yeah so you get the the Fonz he, he's well he isn't cured I, I would imagine he probably dumps the seven dollar bottle of perfume and gets a little more like a nine dollar it's like a Hooterville bottle of perfume that Mr. Drucker would have on a store shelf who knows maybe it was a leftover prop um but yeah, it's a, it's just overall it's a nice. But there's not a lot to say about it. I mean, it's it's um, the Jackie Gleason thing isn't really a plot line. It's just something to give the Cunningham something to do um, while Fonz is trying to react to them. It's just a little, little sort of. It's not a plot line. It's sort of local color. And then like Joni going to the party, and then mentioning later that that Joni got um, uh, grounded is again not a. Um, not not a not a plot line, not a, a B plot, C plot, just a little something, a little extra coloring, and so this is this is that sort of classic old style sitcom where there's one plot line, it goes all the way through, they deal with it nicely, they resolve it nicely, and there are some laughs in there, which is kind of great. So I'm I'm not going to blab on too long about this because I want to get under the Thanksgiving uh, episode. Let's discuss the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> I've got plenty to be thankful for I haven't got a great big yacht To sail from shore to shore Still I've got plenty to be thankful for I've got plenty to be thankful for No private car, no caviar No carpet on my floor Still I've got plenty to be thankful for I've got eyes to see with The First Thanksgiving, written by Bob Howard, directed by Jerry Paris. I gave you the date all right, November 21st, 1978. In this one, the family is sitting around Thanksgiving afternoon watching a Green Bay game. Marion is trying to get them to help out with dinner. They won't, so she tells a story about the first Thanksgiving, which seems a little suspect and hasn't popped up in any of the history books I have. But this is the Happy Days version. I guess like the Looney Tunes had their version. Everyone has their version, right? The um, Brady Bunch did their version. So um, this one is basically, yeah, basically it, it flashes back to the, the 17th century. And the, is that, that what it was? And, um, you know, the Cunninghams are family there. And um, 
the Fonz is kind of a local, slightly odd guy, and he's friends with the Indians, who everyone is scared of, and and uh, and Ralph and Patsy are trappers, and and Arnold or Al runs his own sort of bar tavern thing, and um, yeah, we get a story about how um, the Pilgrims could be a little. Uh, Intolerant, and in the end, they have uh, dinner with three of the local Native American gentlemen, and and um, it's it's a, they have a gazooka, which is a turkey, which is a joke, which I guess is funny. Uh, I don't know. I here, here's the thing. I, I I do quite enjoy the first Thanksgiving. There are there aren't. I, I want to keep calling it the Thanksgiving spirit, but the first Thanksgiving, um, there aren't enough uh, Thanksgiving episodes of things out there. Although there are quite a few. Um, and there are quite a few Thanksgiving things. I mean, obviously, you have the spirit of like Mystery Science Theater three thousand and Turkey Day. You know, and this is what this is. I'm recording this in uh, 2022. What is it? The thirtieth anniversary of the second Turkey Day, the one where Frank is fed all the um, all the turkeys. The best one, I think, was still probably the first one, and then the last one they did at Comedy Central, where um. Uh, where Frank has gone on to sidekick heaven and, and Dr. Forrester and his mom have to have the dinner for everyone and they have to cut, cut, connect it with Night of the Blood Beast. But the first Turkey Day is still is still the best. And I, I still have all the links for those on a DVD-R and they're a lot of fun. But you, you, actually, in old-time radio, there were a lot of Thanksgiving shows. If you go you go and look, um, possibly like archive.org, um, and check out just like OTR Thanksgiving. I think you'll see a lot of a uh, lot of stuff uh, Thanksgiving related. Hillbillies had I think three Thanksgiving episodes. Uh, one of them with everyone from Hooterville. Um, I don't think Green Acres ever had its own Thanksgiving. I can't remember Petticoat Junction did, but I'm sure they did. But of course, obviously Petticoat Junction Green Acres were in that 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 Hooterville one. Uh, this is Happy Days one. Uh, um, uh, Bob Newhart had two fantastic ones. The absolute. Uh, Bob Newhart's show from the 70s had the sort of the classic one where they all get drunk while they're watching the football games. And then it's also got the one the year before where um, uh, um, uh, where Bob's mom and dad are coming up, but then um, uh, Emily's mom and dad sort of show up and there's a bunch of tension. And it's a good some good jokes, some good gags in there. That's a lot of fun. But in general, there aren't... As, I'm still trying to think of some great Thanksgivings. There, there, there are... There are spread all over the place Bart versus Thanksgiving the Simpsons that's kind of an early one so it's not a great one but it's still still worth your time um but yeah uh, so, so so Happy Days does one and they choose to do it as a uh, flashback episode showing them all dressed up as pilgrims and you know the Fonz is on like a um uh uh wooden thing with wheels that he kind of takes along you know on his feet and uh this inspiration rock and everyone's saying, you know, eth, they go, endeth, you know, and um, cool it eth, and stuff like that. And they're, they're acting very, um, the way we think the pilgrims acted. Mr. C is the kind of the intolerant, unpleasant one. And that seems a little odd when he watches I was actually, what I was actually hoping was that the Cunningham family would be pleasant and they would bring in that guy who plays the cop who's always trying to arrest everyone. And he would have been like the jerk elder who was trying to suppress the Fonz and the, and the Native Americans and stuff like that. Um, but it isn't. It's Mr. C, so it has a slightly... 
it has a slightly odd feeling because you don't want to see Mr. C like that. If if this were if this were presented as like a play that they were doing for some local kids or something like that, that would be one thing. But the fact that Mrs. C is telling the story and she makes her husband the intolerant one who basically would kill all the Indians and put the fawns in stocks and stuff like that, and who doesn't like kissing, so then how do you get two kids? I don't know. I guess you don't have to. You don't have to have kissing in order to have kids, but. Um, it's I, I I I will be honest. There's there's something about as much as I like bits of the episode that um, putting Mister C in the in the role of like the pure puritanical, and not that he's like he burns anyone at the stake or anything, but putting him in the in the role of the unpleasant guy who doesn't who who left who traveled an ocean to get religious freedom, and now he's perfectly fine persecuting the people who lived on the ground that they live now live on. And who also and persecuting anyone who isn't exactly like them. Uh, I, I wish they hadn't put Mr. C in that role because it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. In the end, we're fine, and I'm sure everything. You know, in the end, I'm fine. And I'm sure everything's going to be great until maybe next week. Then I then I predict the ne- that like the next time a Native American shows up nearby or something, there'll be a there'll be an issue. But for at least a few hours on Thanksgiving, um, Mr. C or yeah, his his pilgrim version shuts up. Um, the the rest of it is fine. R- Richie is Richie is fun. A, a kind of over eloquent guy who everyone's trying to get to just calm down. And the Fonz, of course, has his powers. He can start a fire with the pound, and he can open up like a trap. And he's in the stocks, which he can get out of at any moment. And um, he's fun. And uh, but you expect the Fonz to sort of be like that. I think, too, when I think about it, remember the episode back in season one? And this is such a different show from season one, but you remember when Mr. C had his army buddy uh, get married in his house against the wishes of the neighbors? So this guy is the one you're putting as the guy who uh, hates on the Native Americans and the, the one guy who's a bit different from the rest of them? Sorry, sorry. I, re- I realized that today. It's like whenever I watch, like, I watch the, the Halloween episode we, from the last episode. That's a fun one. The Christmas episode, which we'll talk about soon, I think is excellent. And so, whoa, with. So, why don't I like this one as much? It's got some very funny jokes. The anachronistic stuff here and there is great. It has one of my all time favorite funny Happy Days jokes, which I'll tell you in a moment. But, um,. And I know it's all meant to be um, goofing and gagging around, but um, it's based in awful, awful behavior, and and so um, and so I think I think that's what it is. It's like um, it's it's um, I, I'm trying to think of a example. Well, here's here's a lighter example: is using Green Anchor's Uncle Ollie, the last episode of season one, where um, Don Edmonds plays um, the beatnik. Uh, nephew of of Oliver and Lisa, and whenever he's on the screen, he is just mega annoying. But whenever he's not on the screen, the episode's quite charming. And in the end, they're sort of able to use his character in a way that's that's humorous. But generally, when you see him, it's like, ugh, you wish you could stop watching. And same thing, I would go like the Doctor Who episode, the Doctor's daughter. Like, there's, there's so much about that episode, including the Doctor's Daughter, that just kind of I don't like. And so when I watch it, I'm just like, ugh, as long as these characters aren't on the screen, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You, you know, you've, you've seen episodes of so, a show you love, and there's a character introduced in it, or they have a character acting different from the way they normally act, and you just, you just can't, whenever they're on the screen, you just want to fast forward over it. Um, 
And that's kind of what the Mr. C character is like here. I know I'm not talking much about the others. Um, but like I did talk a bit, actually, about the others. Um, Richie and Potsy, are, 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 are Potsy and Ralph are, are fun as these trappers. And you sort of wonder how they survive. The funny thing is, for being trappers, they look, they're pretty clean. And they're doing all right. And everyone's pretty clean for it, it being this time period. Um, and while they are in Arnold's, I love the fact that... Uh, you know, instead of light bulbs, there are candles lit everywhere. And my, my one of my all-time favorite, probably top ten, always makes me laugh, Happy Days jokes, is when Potsy gets out to go to the, the menfolks room. And he opens the door and has steps outside. And then a moment later, Ralph gets up. And I think, I forget what he yells to him. But Ralph throws open the, uh, open the menfolk door. And you can see, it just leads to the outside. I think he yells something like, you put on your coat or button up your coat or something like that. But I, I just love the concept that, the <laughs> that instead of going into a room, you literally, you open the and you just step out in the forest. So people step on the forest, do their business, turn it around, and step back in. I love that's a good gag. That is whoever thought that one up made their money that week. It it is nice in the end when the when the the, the Indians are there and they're there with the Fonz and um, they're able to sit and have feasts together and have their gazuki or whatever the heck they're called. The I forget what they call the turkey now. Um, and and that is kind of kind of nice, and and it leads into the final scene with everyone, um, with Marion still talking, and everyone trying to eat and doing a little um, uh, uh, toast to Marion, and then Marion's going to rest and watch Heidi, but um, that falls apart. Um, and uh, it it is it's interesting to me t- too, just just to think about Thanksgiving, because like when I was young, my mom would do most of the cooking, and then what would happen was. Um, we had we would have Thanksgiving. I've said this before. I, f- I forget where I said this um, recently, but yeah, we would have Thanksgiving at my grandparent, my mom's parents' house, uh, and uh, we would show up. Uh, my grandmother would have been cooking all night. We'd show up at like like noon, and then we'd eat around two. And my mom and her sisters would join in, and sometimes I would help if I could. Um, but but usually I'd just be sitting in the room watching football with my dad or my stepdad, and sometimes with my grandpa. And then we'd eat around two, and then around six we'd cross the street, which is and that's where my um my my dad grew up, and that's where the the the, the Budniks were, and so they would they would they would eat later, so they would eat, and they wouldn't they do more like they'd make turkey sandwiches. It was much more casual when they when they ate there, and so we would head over there around six, and we'd eat and eat and eat. And um, that that throughout the first like ten years of my life, that was Thanksgiving. That changed slightly after my dad died, but um, we as far when I was a kid, Thanksgiving dinner wasn't something we really got involved in. It was um, uh, it was when I was a grown up that I would take part in cooking all the Thanksgiving dinners and everything like that and having a good time. Although now we do tofurkey more than we do uh, turkey, uh, but we still have a great time making up a nice nice pile of food. And the good thing too is when you you know. You, you, you kind of uh, get that point where you know how many people there are going to be and you cook for that many people. You don't cook for a thousand people when there are only going to be ten people there kind of thing. So that's nice. You don't go too, you don't go too madness about the whole thing. Uh, so so that, that, that makes me bring up... Um, I, I get what Marion is saying about how the family should be assembled together and this, that, because it's Thanksgiving. But they are assembled together they're watching the football game and they're all getting excited about it and yelling about it. I mean, I've had with like with my stepdad and I have had more more 
I think, fun times watching TV and eating meals than we ever did sitting at a table just talking because we can talk while we're sitting and watching TV and doing whatever, and it's great. So I um, I, under- I understand what Marion's up to, but I also think that she's missing the fact that um, uh, she wants her family to be close together on Thanksgiving, and they are. She's the one who's who's pulling them away for not 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 that you know they they should be they should be helping out i'm i'm not saying marion should spend her day all by herself no no everyone should be helping and there should be there should be some i i don't i just feel like it should be done a little better like you know um you know if everyone's want wants to watch the football game and marion wants to cook awesome so what mrs c should do is she say okay um in five minutes richie i need you to mash the potatoes and when you're done you can sit back down and then i need you to do this and then i need you to do this and you to do this and they could all contribute they could rather than i mean are they all going to be crowded in the kitchen at the same time why would you do that if they're all enjoying the football you know they're going to love your food you know they're going to love your food they always do i don't know i just um i don't know maybe it's sort of a 50s housewife just really thinking like this is um one of the uh, uh, few times, you know, I shouldn't have to cook and everyone should be um, joining me. Um, I don't know. It, it just seems strange, I guess, because cause the whole family is together. I mean, to me, it's like, I, I, I always like like when, when everyone would be assembled here and I'd be off cooking and I'd come in every so while and go, how's everybody doing? All right. I, I like that. I like that because I'm cooking for everyone. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's just slightly weird to me. She um, or maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just me. But I'm thinking she. It's not like she's so far away. She could see. You know, she should just ask. Hey, you know, tilt the TV, spin the TV like six inches to the right, and then I can see it perfectly too. And then I could cook and do this. That would be great. That would be great. I mean, um, you know, we used to uh, uh apartment we used to live in the, the kitchen had like a little. Uh, cut out nook space where you could look through in the living room and see the TV. So while you were cooking in there, you could also look out and see the TV if that's what you wanted to do. Uh, I don't know, is it a surprise to her that everyone's watching football? I feel like they do this every year. I feel like this happens every year and maybe she tells a different story every year. Maybe that's, maybe this is their ritual. We only see them once. That's I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. They do this every year at Thanksgiving. We pretend not to help mom and then she tells a really long story. You, <coughs> you know, the... the, the we pretend not to help mom. Then she tells a really long story. And then somehow, I do wonder this. So she tells the long story. And then when the long story is done, it cuts to them starting to eat. When did the food get made? There, there's an implication that the story had just ended. So how did the food, was it, was someone sent to work? Maybe it was like, you know, we mom comes out and she yells at us and as she's telling one of her her annual thanksgiving story you know like fonzie gets up and goes and drains the vegetables then he comes back and mrs c keeps telling the story then Joni does this and then she can maybe something like that but there is sort of a weirdness where she's telling them the story about how they should be more and more together at thanksgiving um especially with the regards to the making of the meal and then when the story ends suddenly the meal's made i thought there was so much stuff to do now i'm gonna stop talking Thanksgiving first, the first Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving the first Thanksgiving, it's a good episode. I think there are a lot of laughs in it. It's fun to watch. Um, but uh, I just think I just think a couple bits of it are a little off. Maybe another, maybe bring in the two women who wrote the um, the previous episode, the Fonz is allergic to girls. To they could have touched up. 
parts of it. It's just the more I talk about it, the more I think, Why, what about this? Why don't I like that? And so I'm going to stop because it's Thanksgiving and I should love it. And there's plenty to love because it's them having fun in costumes. Just clearly they're all having fun. And so that's worth it. I, because I'm reviewing all the episodes, I'm, I'm getting a little more in-depth, maybe a little more in-depth than I should. But overall, it's a fun episode. Not a great one, um, but a fun episode with a couple of issues that I have with it. So I'm going to stop there. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm just going to let you go. I'm going to play a little uh, music here, and uh, we'll be back next time uh, with the uh, two uh, episodes that take place before the Christmas episode. It'll be a surprise for next time. So uh, be good to yourselves. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I will talk to you soon. Real quick, everyone, I just realized, I think, uh, why I have trouble with the Thanksgiving episode, and I really love the Halloween and the, the Christmas, so I'm watching Doctor Who and the Dialects, the, the theatrical film, on Blu-ray uh, from Kino Lorber. Feel free to pick up their DVD of the TV movie Amazons and their Blu-ray of Tarantula's The Deadly Cargo, which I'm, I am featured on, along with my made-for-TV Mayhem pals Amanda and Nate on the commentaries. Um, but... Um, what was I saying? Oh, and, and there's something about the way that it's it's a very... Uh, Doctor Who the Dialects is a very faithful version of the Dialects serial, the seven-part serial that aired in late uh, 1963, 1964, versus 7, 25-minute episodes. But in other ways, it's not. Obviously, it's, it's, it's half the length of the serial, but also it diddles around things here and there and the sort of big first cliffhanger Barbara being threatened by some sort of weird arm with like a plunger or something at the end of it that's gone um, And but the, uh, but but the fact that they when we sat down to watch Doctor Who on the big screen we got something that was recognizably Doctor Who we loved but different and I think the problem I have with the Thanksgiving thing is when I sit down to watch the, the Halloween and the Christmas episode, we're getting great Halloween and Christmas episodes done by a show that is very much at this time sort of entrenched in the world and society. We all know who the Fonzes is, was, forever will be, and we love them and we love the Cunninghams. And it's so great to see them doing the Halloween thing. It's so great to see them doing the Christmas thing. And we wanted to see them do... Like Doctor Who and the Dialects treated, faithfully treated the original show, but did took some took its own liberties, having more money, bigger scope, all you know, all that's color. Uh, I wanted to see them take the Thanksgiving episodes that I had seen other shows done and do their own thing. I wanted to see them make the Thanksgiving show their own, which I think they did with the two Halloween shows and the Christmas shows. So I just think the fact that they decided the Christmas episode, the I'm sorry, the Thanksgiving episode is going to be like, um, we're going to go back in time. We're going to show you a kind of not that inspired thing with a lot of great jokes they, they they the premise of when they go back to the pilgrim time is is just to me is bland but there are a lot of great jokes in it it's fine but i would really rather have would you would you rather have seen an episode where like marion like 
with like like suddenly like Richie is mashing potatoes but trying to watch the game, you know, and Marion is having uh, Fonzie straining the vegetables and he wants Heidi put on and and Mr. C is being made to do something but he's also leading in and watching it. and just, just kind of a craziness where you you don't think it's going to amount to anything and then all of a sudden at the end of all of it there's this beautiful spread and they sit down and eat and I, I would I'm much I mean I. Uh, look, I just, I just, I just, I just made that up right from here. But, but I, I, I can assure you that give me two or three days, I could have given you a twenty-five minute script of Thanksgiving like that with the Cunninghams, and it would have been full of good jokes, and you would have loved the heck out of it. Maybe there were a few sweet moments here and there, maybe not. I think the fact that they're all together and close and spending the time together, they want to spend the time together, and they're and all this means they love each other and they're thankful for it, anyways. So having to say for it, it's almost like Valentine's Day. There's occasional moments when you think to yourself, do I have to say I love you? Don't I do that every day? Don't we do that every day to the people we love? Don't we show them that we love them every day? Do we need to have a day where we put a stamp on it? I would just love, I would just love if they would have taken the Thanksgiving episode and made it their own. Isn't the Thanksgiving spirit the name of the Beverly Hillbillies one where... All three of the cast members, all three of the cast members, crews, and, and the, everyone, Beverly Hills, Petticoat Junction, Green Acres, they're all there together. But that's, I think that's why, I think that's my basis for why I had an issue with um, the uh, the Thanksgiving episode. So, uh, again, and I am thankful for all of you who listen. I mean, I, I don't, do I need to say that? Yeah, I probably do. Thank you. Be cool, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back with a a pre-Christmas episode filled with two great episodes that I don't remember at all. Be good to yourselves. Talk to you then.